Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us. On this Tuesday morning, we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental coversme.com and it's the first Tuesday of the month and that means our monthly visit with the New Hampshire Insurance Department and uh, we welcome to the studio on this Tuesday morning Tori Fowler. Tori, uh, welcome. Great to have you with us. Good morning, Ken. It is uh, great to have you uh, in studio, much better than over the phone. And uh, Tori is the uh, New Hampshire Insurance Department's Administrator of Life and Health compliance forms. Is that correct? Yep, that's great, Ken. All right. Very good. Want to get off to a good start. That's uh, that's important. So we, we are getting close, believe it or not. What are we, three months away from the end of the year or less? And uh, that means everybody should be uh, considering their employer and marketplace health insurance coverage for the next calendar year. Be- before we talk about plans, uh, uh, Tori, can you remind the audience what uh, the federal marketplace is and where people can uh, check out the plans of, that are available. Sure, Ken. So the federal healthcare marketplace, which is also known as the exchange, is where people can find health insurance if they're not going to be accessing health insurance through their employer or another channel. The website healthcare.gov is rich with information and walks you through the steps to obtaining a health insurance plan that is best suited for your health insurance needs. Um, Open enrollment will begin on November 1st, 2023, and you must enroll by December 15th in order for coverage to begin on January 1st. Um, Just to let people know, there is also a special enrollment period Uh, For people when certain life events occur, like losing coverage, moving, getting married, or having a baby, which will open a special window for a person to obtain a health plan in the marketplace. Um, And if you qualify for Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program, CHIP, you can enroll at any time of the year and coverage can start immediately. Uh, again, the best resource is healthcare.gov. Yep. And uh, what is the, you talked about the exchange. Uh, what uh, is the advantage of purchasing health insurance coverage through the exchange? So, Ken, the exchange uh, offers a tremendous convenience of shopping and comparing plans all on one platform. Um in, in, in addition, people can qualify for financial help through subsidies. There's premium subsidies and cost-sharing reductions depending on your financial situation. And finally, um, all marketplace plans cover the 10 essential health benefits, which are emergency services, hospitalization, pregnancy, maternity, and newborn care, mental health and substance use disorder services, prescription drugs, rehabilitative and habilitative services, laboratory services, 
preventive and wellness services and chronic disease management and pediatric services, including oral and vision care. So if you do end up choosing a plan through the marketplace, you're guaranteed to have those coverages. Wow. But uh, I'm sure to uh, many consumers, it gets uh, very, very confusing. Uh, And uh, you were there at the uh, New Hampshire Insurance Department to help out. As a matter of fact, uh, the uh, New Hampshire Insurance Department's Consumer Services Division is always there to help. You could contact them uh, by emailing consumerservices at ins.nh.gov or calling 800-852-3416, and you can learn more at nh.gov slash insurance. Uh, Tori, what are the the qualified health plans, and how does New Hampshire Insurance Department regulate uh, those those qualified health plans? Okay, so um, let me just start out by saying that some states have their own state-based marketplace, while others have chosen to partner with CMS in a federally facilitated marketplace. This type um In this type of arrangement, New Hampshire conducts plan management activities to support certification of qualified health plans. In essence, we partner up with CMS and we work together in order to uh, ensure that the best plans and coverages are available to consumers. Our team reviews the policy forms and educates the carriers on key dates so that the process is relatively seamless. Um, In early spring of each year, we host a carrier kickoff meeting and we really partner with the carriers to educate them on the types of, on the deadlines that are coming up through CMS and just making sure that we're all on the same page moving forward so that their plans can uh, ultimately be approved for, uh, you know, acceptance onto the marketplace exchange. Tori Fowler is uh, with us during our insurance department segment uh, this time around, the first Tuesday of every month. Tori is the uh, New Hampshire Insurance Department's Administrator of Life and Health Compliance Forms, of which I suspect there are many. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Many forms. Yes, we yeah. do review a lot of forms, Ken. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no doubt, no doubt about that. Uh, can you describe the the health savings accounts? Why they might be important to uh, New Hampshire insurance consumers? Sure, um, a health savings account, which is often called an HSA, is a type of savings account that lets consumers set aside money on a pre-tax basis to pay for qualified medical expenses. By using untaxed dollars in an HSA, It can help to pay for deductibles, co-payments, co-insurance, and some other expenses. This way, a consumer may be able to lower their out-of-pocket health care costs. One thing to note, though, is that HSA funds typically cannot be used to pay premiums. Typically, HSA accounts are associated with high-deductible health plans. Um, these These high deductible health plans typically only provide coverage for preventive services before the deductible kicks in. Now, you mentioned uh, the open enrollment, which begins, uh, I believe you said December 15th. Is that right? Uh, No, Uh, the open enrollment starts uh, 
bear with me a second here. Um, November 1st. November 1st. And oh, and y- you okay. must enroll by, by December, December 15th. 15th. Right. Okay, so it closes on December the 15th. So November 1st is the uh, date to remember for open enrollment. So uh, what should folks do? Uh, during that uh, open enrollment period, to uh... so um, can there's a couple things I wanted to touch on. First of all, um, the website healthcare.gov provides a checklist for people to get started through the process. Essentially, you're going to want to gather information about yourself so that you're prepared when you do go on to the exchange. Um, things like information about your household. Um, the home and our mailing addresses for everyone applying for coverage, information about the people applying for coverage, social security numbers, um, all sorts of things. Um, You know, this checklist is quite handy and can help you really get prepared. Um, Healthcare.gov does also um, help consumers find local help, there is a link right on the website under the Contact Us tab. And if you click on Find Local Help, you can just enter your city and state or zip code, and it will bring up a list of people who can actually um, assist you with going through this process. So I would encourage everybody to check that resource out. And again, uh, the open enrollment period opens November 1st, comes to an end on December the 15th. So uh, what happens if people don't get around to it by the 15th of December? Um, Well, Ken, um, I believe that they, it's very, very important that people access this coverage during the open enrollment period because they may uh, not be able to obtain insurance unless they qualify for a special enrollment period. So um, it is vital that people start thinking about this now and can contact us at the New Hampshire Department of Insurance or um, healthcare.gov also has an 800 number here. I can provide that to you. 1-800-318-2596. Again, that's 1-800-318-2596. If you're feeling lost and need assistance, um, this deadline is approaching, so it's imperative that people uh, connect with the resources available to help them. Tori Fowler is with us, and uh, Tori is the New Hampshire Insurance Department's Administrator of Life and Health Compliance Forms. And uh, we'll have more with Tori coming up after the break, right here on Kale & Company Live on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and we will be right back. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to everyone. We are back. It's Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. On the first Tuesday of every month, we focus on the New Hampshire Insurance Department. And uh, Tori Fowler is with us. She is the administrator of uh, Health and Life Compliance Forms, uh, which I'm sure confuse many people. Is that true? 
Is that um, a Most know, people are intimidated by forms. Uh, you know, our team is special in that, you know, we really get a kick out of um, reviewing forms and, you know, looking for inaccuracies and in places where the carriers um, are not being compliant. So I think it takes a special person, but we all exist and, you know, we have we have fun in our position. So... Yeah, insurance can be fun, it folks. It can be, yes, it can be, <laughs> especially with people like Tori around. And again, the open enrollment period starts in less than a month. November first goes through the fifteenth of December, and uh, you know people like to shop around. Even though if they, you know, they might have had a, a certain insurance carrier for many years, they still want to shop around. What are some of the things uh, people should know? Uh, before choosing a plan? Sure, Ken. So choosing a health insurance plan can be very complicated. And if you know just a few things before you compare plans, it can make it simpler. Uh, first, uh, there are four metal categories. That's M-E-T-A-L. Uh, there's bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. And these categories show how you and your plan share costs. Plan categories have nothing to do with the quality of care. Second, um, you want to consider your total costs for health care. <clears throat> you pay a monthly bill to your insurance company, which is called a premium, even if you don't use any medical services that month. You also pay out-of-pocket costs, including a deductible, when you get care. It's important to think about both kinds of costs when you're shopping for a plan. Also, there are different plans and network types. For example, there's HMOs, PPOs, POS plans, and EPOs. Some of these plan types allow you to use almost any doctor or healthcare facility. Others limit your choices or charge you more if you use providers outside their network. So there is a lot um, to un, uh, unbundle as you're going through this process. Um, for example, I talked about the different metal levels. Yeah. So with a bronze plan, the insurance company will pay 60% and you will pay 40%. That's how the insurance plan splits costs. With a silver plan, the insurance company pays 70%, you pay 30%. With a gold plan, insurance company pays 80%, you pay 20%. And with the platinum plan, the insurance company pays 90% and you pay 10%. Uh, now, it sounds in that case like the platinum plan would be the best plan because the insurance company pays 90%. However, the platinum plan is going to have the highest monthly premium. Um, it's a good choice if you usually use a lot of care and are willing to pay a high monthly premium, knowing nearly all of your other costs will be covered. Well, it obviously is, uh, you know, a best plan for some, but maybe maybe not for others. I mean, I think it would depend uh, a lot on uh, the age group of, of the people that we're talking about. 
Yes, Ken, absolutely. Um, And there are also something called catastrophic health plans. Catastrophic health insurance plans have low monthly premiums and very high deductibles. They may be an affordable way to protect yourself from worst case scenarios like getting seriously sick or injured, but you must pay routine medical expenses yourself. Now, uh, the people who a catastrophic plan typically works for are people under 30 or people 30 or older with a hardship exemption or affordability exemption based on the marketplace or job-based insurance being unaffordable. If you qualify to buy a catastrophic plan, you'll see them displayed when you compare plans in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So again, you have the... Uh the bronze plan, the silver plan, uh, the gold plan. It sounds like the Olympics. It's the, <laughs> the Olympics of insurance. Well, Ken, the marketplace really tries to tailor the best plan for each person's unique circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, this process is wonderful um, in the sense that uh, you should be able to obtain a good fit insurance plan for you. However, you do need to put some thought into it, and there is assistance available uh, if you need it. Yeah. And of course, uh, some uh, companies uh, obviously provide insurance for their uh, employees. Uh, some you have to make contributions to, others you don't. Uh, but uh, then there are some businesses that uh, simply don't uh, provided at all. So, you know, different people are in uh, different circumstances, have to do uh, a lot of uh, shopping around. Well, what, what should they look for? I mean, there are, you know, big national insurance companies that we see ads for all the time. And then there are, you know, smaller uh, local agencies. And I'm sure they all have their, their, uh, their advantages in, in one form or another. But, uh, you know, how, how do people go about uh, shopping for uh, insurance? Do they just, you know, do a Google search? Do they say, you know, because we hear this certain insurance company name all the time uh, during advertising on television? Uh, what, what, what's the best way? Do you have any advice for people? Well, Ken, um, there are many insurance agents in our state of New Hampshire who are focused on helping people uh, find the best health insurance fit for them. And again, if you go to the Find Local Help tab on the healthcare.gov page, you can just type in your zip code and it will pull up a whole list. Now, these brokers typically are selling the big company plans Mm -hmm. because there really aren't all that many companies uh, selling exchange health insurance plans in our state. Um, But it's more, you know, having this agent or broker can really hold your hand going through the process. And, you know, these people are very uh, community oriented and uh, really there's no cost to use these agents and brokers either. Um, so again, I would, I would encourage people to, to utilize their services. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who need uh, handholding along the way when uh, choosing, uh, whether it be uh, an insurance for the first time or whether they're uh, switching uh, 
companies, switching plans, and certainly uh, life circumstances dictate uh, much of what people pursue in terms of uh, insurance. So, yep, yeah. absolutely. And I just wanted to remind the audience, Ken, that um, there is a federal law that requires health insurance companies to also cover uh, dependents up to the age of 26. So that's a change from the past. And a lot of these young adults um, are still able to stay on their parents' insurance um, through like an employer-sponsored health plan. If you have questions about that, you can call us at the New Hampshire Department of Insurance. All right. And and that number is 800 852 3416. And if you have uh, questions regarding uh, your insurance coverage of any kind, the New Hampshire Insurance Department's Consumer Services Division is there to help you out. And again, you can contact them by email at consumer services at ins.nh.gov. Again, that's consumer services at ins.nh.gov or calling the number 800-852-3416 and learn more at nh.gov slash insurance. And uh, Tori Fowler uh, is the insurance department's administrator of life and health compliance forms. And uh, Tori, I always like to ask our, our guests from the insurance department, how did you get involved in insurance? Well, Ken, um, I just kind of fell into it. I had worked at a a large insurance carrier for several years. And, um, you know, it's the type of job that you just fall into, but it's so rewarding and um, just so meaningful when you are able to help our consumers in this state, you know, access what they need. I'm sure it is uh, very gratifying and uh, we appreciate what uh, all of you do at the New Hampshire Insurance Department. And, uh, Tori, that wasn't so bad, was it? It was, it was easy, right? <laughs> it was relatively you'll, easy, you, yes. You'll have a show of your own pretty soon. <laughs> Tori Fowler, thanks so much for being with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Ken. It was a pleasure. We will take a break. Kale & Company continues after these words right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stand by for more right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. On this Tuesday morning, we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And very pleased to welcome back to our WKXL studios, Chris Brown from uh, New Hampshire Distributors, and now the New Hampshire Mountain Kings, the yep. the owner of that aforementioned uh, franchise. And uh, Chris, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate and, it. And you've uh, you made it through your your first weekend. <laughs> At home, and I uh, had a couple of exhibition games at Tritown in, in Hooksit before that. But uh, tell us about that uh, first weekend. Yeah, we played uh, um, uh, the Hat Tricks from Connecticut uh, at our home opener um, at Friday and Saturday nights. You really didn't know what to expect, you know, um, uh, with a lot of high school football going on Friday yep. nights, Saturday nights, uh, what would we be able to uh, get for a crowd there? But uh, sellout crowd on our first uh, evening. 
uh, well over 800 uh, fans there. Um, a lot of youth hockey uh, kids wearing their perspective or their their uh, their uniforms from their their youth hockey programs, which was great to see. They were lining the uh, the uh, the way as the players went out on the ice, and that's really kind of gave you the vibe of that's what it, what we're trying to do here. Well, as you well know, uh, more than most, uh, what a great hockey area uh, this is. And uh, you are a a New Hampshire legend of (laughs) hockey, the the founder of the 1883 Black Ice Tournament that happens uh, every year uh, in in Concord. And, uh, you know, the the roots of hockey in this area, those roots uh, run deep. And and the youth hockey programs uh, in this area are really second to none. Yeah, no question. Um, but you know, we were, we were very pleased, um, with the excitement, uh, and, and the uh, local turnout that, that weekend. Well, that is terrific because I, I think, uh, this area uh, is uh, hungry for, uh, an outstanding level of hockey. Oh, no question. And we're, we're in the hotbed of college hockey. We're yep. very close to Boston and, and can obviously go down and see the Bruins, but, um, it really uh, gave you the vibe that it was satisfying the hockey itch for yeah. just the locals that since the Monarchs uh, uh, had left uh, Manchester, you know, it's not pro hockey, but these, these kids are uh, are good and it's up and coming and you'll you'll watch these kids play college hockey someday. Oh, no no doubt about that. And, and when you look, if you uh, go on the uh, uh, North American Hockey League website, mm-hmm. uh, you can see the alumni that yeah. have gone on to the National Hockey League, yep. uh, to the ECHL, to college hockey, as, as you mentioned, and it really is a very impressive list. Right, uh, and I think Clint mentioned the last time we, we were talking, uh, uh, 90% of the kids that play in the North American Hockey League will go uh, play um, college hockey, and 75% or more will go play Division One hockey, so that's... Uh, that's really good. <laughs> that, that speaks volumes right there. And I, I saw one of the uh, exhibition games, one of the preseason games mm-hmm. this year, and wow, I, I was really impressed with the, the speed of the game and, and the quality of play. Yeah. I mean, really. And, speed, uh, and it's a heavy heavy hockey. It's, uh, there's, there's body uh, checking, but it is very, very high-skilled. Um, and we, we didn't, you know, we were very happy with our, our kind of preseason, too. We had three games, and we won two of them and yeah. lost one of them. So now you feel as though, okay, we're on, we're on the same planet, maybe not the same side of the earth here versus some of these programs. And then our first four games are out in the showcase in, in Blaine, Minnesota, and we played uh, Western Conference teams, uh, which have been in the league for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we came out of those four games two and two. And, you know, so it's like, okay, we feel pretty, pretty good that we're putting a pretty good product on the ice. That was a season-opening event in, in Blaine, Minnesota, where <laughs> yes. I think every team was there, right, from exactly. the NAHL. All and, 32 um, teams, o- yes. Opened the season uh, out there, and uh, you got a pretty good feel of what the quality of play was like and where you are uh, in that context. And uh, I think for a, a first-year fledgling franchise, you guys are holding your own pretty well. We are. We are. I think we're pretty pleased as you got through. It's a long season, and as yeah. uh, as these guys will say, it's uh, we we're not even 
you know, scratched the surface yet for the for the season. Uh, we still have a, a cut down uh, of a couple of players on our roster this week, mandatory by the league. And then you're kind of seeing how how these guys uh, continue to uh, to evolve. Well, the Mountain Kings will be in Danbury, Connecticut this weekend, but return home the following uh, weekend for some games against the uh, the Philadelphia team. Yes. And uh, any anything planned for that weekend, Chris? Well, it's uh, Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Month, so we're going to uh, participate with uh, our 50-50 will be the proceeds will go to the uh, – uh, breast cancer awareness uh, in their their walk I know is uh, is the following day on the 15th uh, mm-hmm. as they, they will uh, uh, crowd the south end of Concord doing their walk out of Memorial Field you even uh, walk by the WKXL ex- studios exactly. on your roof yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> set up your water stand here so, um, so we, we feel good about that we're going to have a youth hockey uh, game uh, in between the first and second period we did that the first weekend uh, with some of the New England Wildcat girls teams, and that was uh, a great response from the crowd. Um, a quick five minutes of entertainment that those kids will remember the rest of their lives. Um, but uh, we hope to, you know, get the same amount of uh, interest that we can, and uh, I think we probably will. So, so obviously, uh, you're a large part of the community already with the the Mountain Kings, yeah. and I'm sure that role will expand and evolve uh, over time, which is a, a great thing because I know you know franchises around here have that community involvement. The Monarchs did when they existed, and the the Fisher Cats do as well. And uh, you're right in line there with uh, getting involved in the community, and that is so important and so good to hear that uh, uh, so many uh, youth hockey players turned out for that uh, yeah. opening weekend. Yeah. I mean, because, uh, you know, they now – have something to aspire to, no question. Yeah, and uh, and see these these well, uh, uh, young men out there. Mm-hmm. I was going to use the K word, kids, but they're they're not kids anymore. They're they're young men. Well, as we build this, um, as we said, kids that wear their youth hockey uniforms mm-hmm. will get in for free uh, for the season. So it's uh, it's great entertainment for them. Um, mom and dad, you know. Uh, depending on uh, what they want to do, adults are ten dollars. Uh, season ticket holders are are eight dollars. But uh, any youth hockey uh, kids with their uniforms on will get in for free. So it, it's great family entertainment. There's no doubt about that. And you mentioned you can go down to Boston and see the Bruins, but for you know twenty times more, <laughs> you <Yes>. know, <laughs> at least when it's all said and done. Exactly. So this is a great family entertainment and uh, Tri Town. Uh, when I saw it a few weeks ago, when I was down there, it's really coming along. Yeah, I mean, I think we've uh, we're catching up on a few years of deferred maintenance, but uh, you know, I think when people walk in there and see, um, even since you've been there, the the uh, the, the whole front uh, lobby has been uh, renovated, uh, new flooring and new new uh, doors, uh, which is fine. But you know, you go in there and you watch the game, and it's uh, much more brighter, much more lighter, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can kind of get all the way around the rink where you weren't able to do that in the past. So it's uh, it's uh, um, a, a good step, and I think people are enjoying uh, to see the progress. But it's uh, you know I'd say probably the tip of the iceberg. It is uh, still a still a work in progress, <laughs> but yes. uh, coming a long way. I and mean, the first thing I noticed, having done uh, a number of high school games over the years from uh, Tri Town. It was was the lighting. Right. That, that's the first thing that right. that, that was uh, glaring, if you will. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended, but uh, it was terrific to see 
especially for old eyes like mine. <laughs> uh, but uh, at any rate, and the sound system yep. has improved. And uh, love the music that's played, uh, you know, be- between the whistles. Very much so. Uh-huh. Our, our, uh, we found a gentleman, his name's Alex. He came from um, NA3 franchise down in Texas. Uh-huh. And he responded to, you know, just kind of email that we had. We were looking for a, a PA announcer, et cetera. And he relocated from Texas wow. to Manchester, basically, to run all of our, you know, uh, audiovisual uh, press, you know, uh, during the game, uh, music uh, for our NA3 team and our NA team. And so uh, he was uh, a very interesting find. And then, But uh, the things you start to look at details of putting on a production like this is it's all hands on deck. Yeah, and uh, if you can't make it, uh, all the games are streamed as well. Correct. Uh, uh, the North American Hockey League TV, uh, there is a, uh, you could watch our games away and home uh, as well, as well as all the 32 teams in the league. Absolutely. Chris Brown is with us. He is the owner of the New Hampshire Mountain Kings of the North American Hockey League, and uh, they will be playing uh, not this Weekend, weekend, but the following weekend, Friday and Saturday nights at home at the Tritown Ice Arena in Hooksett uh, against uh, Philadelphia. And we'll talk more about that and the team in general right after these words. Kale and Company continues right here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Chatting with Chris Brown, you know him from uh, the Black Ice Hockey Tournament, New Hampshire Distributors, and now owner of the New Hampshire Mountain Kings of the North American Hockey League. Now, this is a uh, Tier 2 uh, league. Tell us, uh, Chris, what that means. Uh, tier 2, um, you know, there's... there's only one tier one um, junior hockey league in in the United States, and that's the USHL, and that's basically in the in the Midwest. Um, this is the only tier two league in the United States, and there's 32 teams, and uh, there's they're in central down the Texas area, and then there's nine teams up here in in uh, the Northeast. So, what people are probably used to in in um, the market here is. Uh, uh, the USH, USPHL um, and the USHL are, are um, two Tier 3 leagues, and there are several Tier 3 teams, uh, the Spartans in, in Exeter, um, the old Monarchs franchise that was at Tritown, yeah. uh, the Avalanche, um, and the Cyclones in Hudson. Those are Tier 3 junior programs. Um, and it really, the, it's... it's um, Good hockey, um, but it's just the difference in where those kids are going is that there's probably uh, two to three players that end up going and play college hockey, whereas I said uh, the majority of the kids playing in in Tier 2 are are, uh, uh, going to be – uh, committing and uh, and going to uh, play Division One uh, or Division Three um, hockey programs. So that is the next step after after this program. It is, yeah. you know, and uh, you know we we have some players this year which we're very excited to have uh, this year. 
that we probably only will have for a year. And um, they'll go play in the USHL probably next year. And that's kind of the next step up in their progression as they go to college. Uh, um, so we take great pride in like just the being the stepping stone of either going to college or going to that one more year of uh, um, another step uh, as far as uh, junior hockey goes to the USHL. So it's a it's a progression, and uh, but this is uh, high caliber hockey, and uh, I I have seen uh, one game in person, which was an exhibition game, <laughs> and folks, I got to tell you, uh, there there was some fighting uh, at the at this level. <laughs> So it's not it's not without fights. No, <laughs> um, they do they do get uh, have to serve penalties. It's a five minute major and a ten minute misconduct. But uh, so it's not just the five minute go to the box and come back out again. But you know, as we saw more of this in in tryouts and uh, in 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 the preseason because kids are trying to make a roster right, spot. Exactly. You know, it's it's yeah. a, uh, same as on the pros. They're trying to make impact and uh, and and make this team. Uh, they don't. They want to be here. So, but it's a it's a great uh, caliber of hockey, and and literally uh, players are from all over the world. Yes, they are. They're uh, we can have uh, up to six internationals on the team uh, that expanded this year, and I believe no more than four Canadians uh, to to keep that, and then the remainder have to be uh, U.S. citizens. So. And you played uh, last weekend in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, in the uh, in the rink. Where Slapshot was filmed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was really interesting to kind of watch uh, on TV uh, the angles uh, uh, and just, to, you know, I was looking into the stands more often just like, oh, yeah, you can kind of really see that it was the, was the building that uh, Slapshot was, uh, was, was filmed in. Yeah, no, no doubt, and uh, a lot of fun, and uh, you know, there's a, a, a considerable. You, you stay within your own uh, conference during the course of right. the the regular season, so but there is still uh, considerable travel involved. Yeah, that was a, a, a nine to ten hour trip on the bus, yeah. and uh, I don't necessarily think our guys enjoyed that too much, but uh, um, it is a very small town that comes out for their team um and you know it's a it's a good size arena for 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 that that type of uh, of town too yeah so there's this travel involved now uh, where are most of the players uh, housed that uh, play for the mountain kings mountain kings uh, they all have to be with billet families so mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a a network of of families that live in the concord Manchester, Hooksett area, Bow, um, that have either been part of the Monarch program in the past or um, have come on board this year and are billeting uh, these kids. So they, the, the player pays a fee to stay with the family, and that goes to somewhat of their uh, room and board and, and some food. But uh, I'm sure uh, these growing boys are, are pushing the limit as far as <laughs> whether this is feasible for these families that house them. But usually uh, most of these families take one or two kids because if they're in a pair, then they can kind of, uh, you know, uh, pool get to get to the arena, but they all they all have licenses. They all drive, and so they're uh, pretty much uh, coming in and and uh, and and sleeping and then leaving and going back to the rink. Yeah, and uh, you know the the billets. I'm very sure are thrilled to have them <laughs> uh, in their homes, regardless of uh, how much the grocery bill might go up. Because yes. obviously, I think the the billets are probably all uh, very much into hockey in the first place. No question. No yeah. question. 
question. Families that have had their uh, hockey players move out and then they still have the bug and and the itch uh, to to uh, be part of the hockey community. Yeah, no no doubt about that. And uh, it is a great com- a community be, to be involved in, and uh, it uh, it's a great addition. And uh, what have you learned, uh, Chris Brown, since taking ownership <laughs> of this team? I know it's been a a dream of yours for a while to to bring a team like this uh, to New Hampshire. What uh, what have have you learned since taking over? I think uh, that you're not going to be able to accomplish everything day one is probably the, <laughs> the biggest thing. Um, I tell people that we're you know drinking by the fire hose right now because <laughs> there's so much that we've done between the the North American franchise, which is which is great. Uh, we've built out three academy teams that uh, these boys are are going to Bishop Brady High School. We're sending 43 kids to Bishop Brady High School right now with the expectation that we're going to add uh, a girls team next year and uh, probably another uh, junior team uh, in in 2024. Uh, so we could be sending, you know, 60 to 70 kids to Bishop Brady High School, which is a tremendous partnership. And then um, we have these kids staying at the dorm at NHTI um, and having meal plans and, you know, and then going to the rink every day. So not only have we built this 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 junior franchise, we've built this academy that is got brick and mortar school, and and I think people are impressed with that. And it's like we're going to have our our blips and we're going to have our mistakes that we do, but we just got to remain patient. And ultimately, the goal will be to um, you know establish and upgrade the hockey uh, in in the community um, here. And it's uh, I think we're we're on our way for that. Tell us a little bit about uh, your your general manager. Clint was was in here uh, several weeks ago when when you were here, and uh, talk about your, your head coach a little bit. Cam Robichaux, you know, I've known for quite some time. He actually uh, did some training with my, my son back when he was, you know, in youth hockey. And uh, just a genuine person, um, you know, when. You know, I, I've stayed in my lane a little bit, and the hockey part of it is is fun for me, but not my my career. And uh, I've trusted uh, Clint's instinct and a lot of things to hire the coaches that we need to. But but Cam's a home run for us. Uh, he has no problem. Uh, you know, doing everything, and that's kind of what you need at this point, where you have a startup. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, startup company like this is that you need uh, everyone to be able to pitch in and help out. And and he has uh, uh, tremendous hockey sense. He has uh, uh, great uh, coaching with the kids, um, these young men uh, as they as they go through life. And uh, uh, but he has not ha- shied away from helping us out with all the other things that we're going on at the arena or with the academy. And uh, Cam, still a, a young man, but has been involved yes. in hockey for a long time. He is. He still lives up in Maine, too. Oh, so really? He, yeah. He's burning the tires off, well, the, I guess off so. the, the uh, truck coming uh, back down and, and forth. Uh, and I hope he will be able to get uh, a place that he can at least uh, uh, you know, rest his eyes uh, down here for, for uh, a few nights here as we get going in the season. Because he came from the uh, Maine Nordiques, correct? Correct. Yeah. And that that's a, that's a lot of uh, the insight is that he was – with the main Nordiques as they started in the league a few years ago. And, you know, kind of gave us that, you know, grounding of like, you know, yes, this is a, um, this is North American hockey. This is, you know, what, what we need to build and uh, has a really good idea of, of the type of player that uh, uh, 
that we need to have on the roster. You know? yeah. and, and that didn't that that's evolved. I mean, I was when we were out in Blaine, we were making some trades for some folks, and yeah. uh, uh, we picked up Matt Matt Matty Hale, which is uh, from he's from Center Harbor, New Hampshire, um, from the Janestown uh, team. Uh, you know, out in uh, uh, Minnesota. So you know, he he was coming in with the other team, and he went to our locker room, and we sent a draft pick uh, for next year to to Janestown. So, so it's exciting, right, Chris? It I is. can see the enthusiasm <laughs> uh, in, in your face, uh, wheeling and dealing, exactly. you know, and uh, exactly. acquiring talent from from other teams, making deals, and, uh, and it's a lot easier when it's not like millions of dollars you're trading right, away, right. like a baseball a- team a- or exactly. something like that. <laughs> exactly, but uh, well, I tell you, it's great to have uh, hockey at this level uh, in in New Hampshire, and you'll have an opportunity to see it not this weekend, but the following weekend uh, against uh, Philadelphia at Tri Town. Yep. Can people buy uh, tickets in advance? Tickets uh, go right to our website, and uh, the uh, Ticket Sauce app is there for uh, picking up tickets. Uh, um, and there are no hard tickets; it goes right on your phone, and you use that as you get in. There are fewer and fewer hard tickets. <laughs> Days, which, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably better on the phone anyway. So, Chris Brown, owner of the New Hampshire Mountain Kings of the North American Hockey League, uh, thanks to you, first of all, for bringing this uh, franchise to us here in the Granite State and uh, refurbishing Tritown Arena uh, to its uh, you know initial state and then some. And, and uh, I tell you, it's a great place to, to watch a game. You're always close to the action. And uh, you can also uh, have some uh, adult refreshments yes, uh, you can. as you well. Can. And yeah. great, great concessions and great merchandise. And it's a, a, a terrific experience. And uh, nhmountainkings.com yep. is the website. Or you can check out uh, NAHL, North American Hockey League.com as well. Chris, thanks so much. That'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company Live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.